This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or you're a seasoned investor, Monday Development can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mondaydev.com. You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. Mate, deadline day special. Deadline day special, and we got some deadline day moves we will definitely get into. We uh, may or may not... Um, may or may not have a special guest come onto the show. If you've been following our Twitter, we've been maybe teasing it or tweeting about it. Um, but uh, will remains to be seen TBD on that one. Um, yep. You might you might just see him appear into the. <laughs> it would be very funny. So as we've talked about before, producer Brian, I believe maybe on the way to the hospital to have uh, have his second child. Uh, but uh, as a result, we're sort of running a, I don't know, a lean version of our live show, Basically. as you can sort of tell. By the surroundings here, uh, but yeah, there's no way to like guest. There's no producing going on. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it just things will just happen if they happen. So there's, it's know, a, we'll see. It's a uh, you know, it's an ad hoc version, and you know, we, we're we're still learning the kinks of how to do this. Um, if you guys appeared on our Twitch, which I think some people did, at least a couple people, we even got a chat response. I had interview with River City ninety three, um, and hit All the right. record button. And I uh, thought, oh, we're good. And then suddenly looked and I got a notification from us that you're going live on Twitch. And I'm like, I absolutely did not see that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we went live for a little bit. So if you check that out, um, you know, we also have that podcast out as well. Definitely check it out if you're interested in learning more about the Richmond Richmond Kickers. Do that. Uh, great, great, uh, great, uh, great podcast. Great, great, great time with those guys. So, John, hey, I mean, go ahead. I'm good. I think, you know, if you're going to learn about where Ted's true loyalties lie, it makes sense to listen to this other podcast. <laughs> look, look, That's all I'm okay. saying. Okay. This is, this is, there's no promotion relegation. Let's get into let's it, get Ted. Into it. Uh, let's, let's get into, get into it, Ted. It. Okay, guys. All right. So I, I admitted I, I, I've, this is, this was a very conflicting, um, conflicting moment for me. Um, I have, as you know, I've, uh, I've been a DC United fan since I was a kid. Been going to games since I was a kid. They were, they will remain my boyhood club. Uh, I moved to Richmond in 2012 and uh, immediately needed people I knew. I had, I think, two acquaintances from high school that I hung out with a little bit. Um, but honestly, the the group of people uh, who actually started out going to D.C. games in Richmond and started out being D.C. United, um, uh, DC United uh, fans, they would travel up to Richmond. Um, you probably know some of them, Doug Doby, who we've talked about. By the way, go check out the link. Uh, I think we posted on the Twitter. Donate to him. Um, Doug Doby. Uh, a lot of people who uh, who I became friends with. And uh, the kickers have stepped up as far as a club in embracing the fan culture and allowing these fans to be, to be rowdy. And um, I've grown to really enjoy my time here uh, in, uh, with the team and, and enjoy my time in Richmond. So... I made the I made the decision I will be I will be with the sitting with my friends uh, who will all be supporting the Richmond Kickers so I'm going to join them in that. John will make fun of me. John will probably harass me. I, I will be there. I'm going to be there and sitting with the rightful the rightful uh, fan group uh, for for this you gotta show. Come, but you got to come right. up and join. You got to come up and join the game. There's going to be nobody there. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing that at all. Uh, 
I'll wave it. I'll wave at you guys from a distance. Yes. Yeah, listen, it's okay. I understand, Ted. You got to love the one you're with. Uh, but I, I, when DC United wins by a large margin, <laughs> I'm going to be relentless. I'm just going to be relentless. Just prepare on the Friday show, on the Monday show, and then I'll let it go. But yes. at least, but listen, if if the unthinkable happens and the kickers win. I re- I expect the same thing. Although I think our fan, I think our listeners may not enjoy that I, quite. As I much. will be just as it'll be a weird feeling if the kickers. I, th- I think if DC if DC goes out and do, and does win, it will be kind of like, well, that's what I expected to happen type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if the kickers do win, it will be, oh my gosh, this is like the biggest upset this team has had since like two thousand four, two thousand five, when I think they made a an open cup run. I can't remember exactly how long it's been. Um. And, you know, uh, mixed with the, oh, my God, this is like the worst loss for DC United uh, ever. Uh, pro- well, not ever. Probably in, in a long time. Um, it'll be up it'll there. Be up, it'll be certainly be up there as far as losses to, uh, to lower divisions. I, just like when the kickers lost to, to Christos FC, that was a, that was not a fun. That was not a fun, uh, a fun game. So I, I just want to before we get started on the show show. And we, like I said, we've got some deadline news. We'll discuss that. Mm-hmm. We, we've got a lot of news tonight, to be honest with you, and uh, varying levels of good or bad. Uh, I want to thank our newest Patreon, Cavalier Max. I said I would thank everyone who joins <laughs> uh, as they join. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. Uh, thank I, you, Dad. Is that who it is? my dad. Yeah, that is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> That's excellent. The funny thing is we share that. So thanks, Ted's dad. I appreciate that as well. Um, so... Thank you for our Patreons who listen to the Friday show. Uh, the Friday show became a Saturday show because Friday I just completely spaced on it and I just did it Saturday morning. So, uh, we're, you know, we're getting better here. We're going to get better. It's going to have a real name eventually soon. But uh, what's 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 Terry no further? Do you want to start with the legal update or the player acquisition update? I think we should go the good news first versus the bad news. I was saying we get the bad. I'm always a guy. Who goes, All right, let's get the, do the bad, bad news. news out of the way. Let's do it. So <laughs> I find myself I find myself awake this morning at 530, uh, getting on the phone as one does when they want to make sure that they can't go back to sleep. Uh, and I hopped onto Reddit and saw that a certain DC United player uh, threw a blind item because the Swedish press, like most European press, uh, does not publish names until uh, there is a legal... Uh, confirmed reason to do so. Uh, a certain DC United player potentially uh, was uh, arrested for assault uh, in Sweden this last week. And I said, oh, that doesn't sound good. But, you know, this is the internet and I don't read Swedish, so I'm not going to say anything that that could be the case. And then I went on Swedish Twitter for a while at 530 <laughs> in the morning, which, you know, that's a good place to hang out as good as any other. Real investigative then, journalism uh, right here, by the way. Folks. Listen, we were doing <laughs> hashtag journalism. That's what the Patreons pay for, is me going Google Translate on Swedish tweets. Did I find the person that supposedly was the the target of the fight? Or the the maybe, who knows if that's true or not. But we did find a legal document, and I said, oh, this looks real. Uh, and then Steve Goff reported it was real. Uh, and then there was a uh, message from the team to Mohanad Jazi, a, a name I have said 7,000 different times in different ways. I may not have to say it much longer, uh, because he is currently in a... Uh, jail in Sweden for assault for two different instances of assault, including one in December and then one most recently. We have no details on anything about the assault other than the prosecutors are holding him in jail for, I think until it said May 8th, Mm -hmm. I think the report said, which is a while. If you remember Aesop Rocky got in a fight in Sweden and ended up in jail for quite some time. So they do not play around uh, with, with this sort of thing. So what 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 can we say about this? Let's uh, it's another it's another 
yeah mishap so it's probably not one i don't you know unless there was a long history of this that we don't know about i don't know how much you can blame the player acquisition uh choices for this it just kind of happened yeah it's the same thing i think i think there will be people out there that do blame it i I mean i view it i mean there were people out there that blamed uh that blamed dc in the front office for acquiring taxi and i'm like how can you like how can you predict that do you want them to predict the future in that regard do you want them you know, I mean, like, how, how do you uh, plan against this? I mean, the, the biggest thing I think that the the fact if this had just happened in April, I think there would be, um, you know, I think there would be maybe a little more for, for building. But again, this also happened, you know, last December when the team was actively acquiring him. So, you know, the there is, a, I think, maybe a little bit of a question of, you know, what did they know? Did they not know anything? You know, how did this, you know, maybe get passed? Um, but uh you know, I, I think I think from a certain from a certain standpoint, you know, again, I'm I'm holding back a little bit because we don't know the situation. I'm not suggesting there there was uh, racism at any point involved in this, but Sweden has been dealing with it, and uh, Mo is a uh, is a Iraqi a parent, uh, at least a child of Iraqi immigrants, and that's becoming a big uh, sort of flashpoint in uh, in Sweden. Um, so I, I'm kind of waiting for the full details here on, on what happened, what exactly happened. You know, we don't know. We, we know maybe it was a fight over, over, a a, a, maybe. a woman of some sorts. We don't know the full story here where I think we'll certainly get some more details as they come out. Obviously he is, you know, he's in a jail cell. They suspended him immediately pending the investigation. If he's convicted, he's probably done. I think that does it. I, I do not think, I think that pretty much invalidates his, um, his uh, work visa. I'm not sure. Like, I, I'm not privy to how all that works, but I think you know, committing a crime in your home country and then trying to come back uh, can tend to get you, uh, bring you in problems with your work visa. Uh, you know what this does for DC and their contract. Who knows uh, whether they can get out of the contract because of this, or whether they have to buy him out or do something. I, I don't know at this point. There's there's a lot of information we just don't know about. Um, this is uh, the due process podcast, yeah. so we're we're waiting for we're waiting for those things to happen. The problem is, uh, I don't think it moves quickly in Sweden. No. Aside from the fact that there's a preliminary hearing on May eighth, uh, just uh, yeah, the team is going to have to make other plans. Is what I is what I think. That maybe they you know, made those plans too. We we'll talk. We'll get into maybe. we'll get into a little bit. I was not expecting this, but from a from a from a team perspective, how. I, I don't see this. I see this as bad. I don't. I don't see this as good. It's not good to Correct. lose a player. But we talk about in the context of this game, Santos looked better than Mohana Jazi has looked all year in that game against Orlando. He's looked rather, uh, uh, rather, rather solid to be honest. Um, so I. I don't know if if. I, I think it's bad, but I think the level of badness, maybe like if you had told me this at the beginning of the year, I'd be like, oh, that's our like supposed star left back. I'd be a little bit more upset now. I think the team can weather this based on the the depth that I'm seeing. Maybe I'm being a little bit naive and a little bit foolish, but I, I think they can sort of weather this until maybe the summer they have more clarity and then they can maybe make an adjustment. Hopefully, maybe they get the cap space back uh, and they can go out and make an adjustment. Your thoughts, John? I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you have feeling the same way, or if I'm if I'm completely off base here, and we should be this should be five alarm fire territory. I don't think so. I think the fact that this team is where it is, 
uh, was had so far nothing to do with him. Uh, Mo was a player that, according to Sean Howe, multiple teams in MLS were after. He is the highest paid left back in the league. Uh, so the choices were made to bring him here. He had not clicked so far. He had been injured twice. Uh, I think that he has, you know, Jacob Green had looked better than him on the field mm-hmm. this year. I don't think that you can expect that over the long term based on the player's sort of uh, experience and past, but uh, as far as players you can afford to lose based on their form, this is fine. And like you said, there's some other players that can fill in there. I think, you know, if we're talking about Kasuo Samake coming back from Loudon, that's probably not what you want necessarily. He's doing very well down there, by the way. He's doing better there than he has in the past. So maybe he can make me eat my words as well, but... Uh, this comes at a bad time. I would have wished that it did not come on transfer deadline day. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, we, that's, the, the, the correct answer is we wish it didn't come at all. We wish this did not happen at all. If we, if I had to pick between never and, and it happening, I would choose never. And then if I had to pick between deadline day and any other day, I would choose any other day. Exactly. So we find we're here where we are, but, uh, I'm trying to think of as any other, there's, we don't, we don't know enough. We just know that he is in jail. We know that the team has suspended him. We don't know anything else. So everyone else sort of just, you know, hold your horses. Um, we'll find out. I'm, I'm sure all of this will come out in the wash to Ted's point. Uh, we don't know what the circumstances are. I know that a tweet that I found uh, with that document was a bit of a racist tweet from someone that lived in Sweden. So just, yeah. you know, it's in, anything is anything is possible until we know more. So all we know is DC United is down a man. They are, they keep that, that, that salary stays on the books, hits the salary cap, no matter what for the year, I'm sure. Uh, and, and that, that is, so now we have two players, uh, one whom, whom is in the jail. The other one who is just hanging out on Instagram, Rob Morrison, who is <laughs> making his full salary, not playing and taking up a roster spot. So, uh, uh not great. I have not really what you want to have seen. I have to think maybe I have to think that they are. I, I will be surprised if we do not hear something about a buyout at some point with him. Now I don't know. We, we... Or just bring him back at this point. <laughs> I just want. I don't, I'm just so mad at the fact that he takes up a really good portion of DC United salary base, uh, and you know, yeah, and, <laughs> and he just not he's inert. And maybe they, you know, we'll we'll get into it maybe a little bit when we talk a little bit about this about this transfer window. But you know, maybe they looked at this and said, well, you know, we don't. We, maybe they tried to look at some moves they can make, try to bring in, you know, they were talking about two or three players. They don't have the international slots. I think they have, he doesn't occupy one right now, but he certainly occupies the cap space. Uh, maybe fourth highest, fourth highest, like, well, at least last year, fourth highest salary on the team. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe, I mean, but maybe they looked at it and they said, well, he doesn't really occupy a, he doesn't really uh, occupy a roster space. And if we have a move we want to make, then that's when we exercise the buyout. I don't know if this is the last time they can do that or whether they can do it at the next window, but I have to think that something, maybe this is the last, I have to look at the rules for that as to whether they have to do it at this one. I know it, it was, it was extended through the end of the transfer window it used to be at the beginning of the season. If you didn't have a player you wanted, you had to exercise that buyout. So um, we'll see what happens. They can only do it once. And now the whole Giazzi situation may be kind of throwing a wrench in some of those in some of those plans. So we'll see how it goes. All right. I think we've gotten through the negative. Uh, let's. Uh, yep. We'll see the positive. Let's see the positive, which is the DC United three one victory over uh, Orlando. John, uh, that was probably the first complete performance we've seen from this team in 2023. I feel very, very confident in saying that. It comes against Orlando. You know, we, we talked about <laughs> we talked about places last week 
that were places that where DC United has not looked well. And I guess like the the 2021 game against Orlando kind of just stuck in my head. And I completely forgot that we have actually done very, very well against Orlando, regardless of whether it's home or away. We are there. Mm-hmm. We are their proverbial boogeyman. Um, every time that we play them, we always just bring pain to them. And we brought it on the road today. And I forgot too, like one of our like only road wins of 2022 came against them in like a five, two victory. Um, so I, I mean, th- I, we like, we forget that it appears that like DC plays Orlando, there's something in the juices or Wayne Rooney's on the field that they just get up for this game and want to, and want to go play. So, um, where do we want to start? Do you want to start with the goals? Do we want to start with any performances? How do you want to begin this? I think the goals, I think the fact that sort of that, that's we find ourselves uh, off of a scoring drought, scoring three on the road, and then also winning multiple games back, back to back. On three, and th- three on the road. And we have our first game where we have won by more than, I mean, we only have what, two other wins, but first game where we've won by multiple goals. So I think that's certainly, certainly something. Let's start, let's start with the, uh, Let's start with the uh, first goal. Um, really sort of off the back, I, I think we sort of more saw that sort of 3-5-2 today. And I remember I, I'm going to I'm gonna pat myself on the back because I said I watched that Montreal game and I said, you know, this is showing to me more promise as like a potential. If they can figure out this attack, they can figure out what works. This is looking um, a little bit more promising. And I think we saw it sort of come to fruition in this game. Uh, DC looked very positive on the ball, sort of moving forward. They were soaking up the pressure. Orlando never really had too many opportunities. And then they, they uh, I think it was a clearance. Uh, Benteke drops back all the way into the last third of the field, wins the ball, and then plays it off to, um, I forget, I think he plays it off to either Canals or somebody. And then they find Ruan, who then Ruan tears up the field, uh, followed by Taxi Funtas. Uh, plays the ball to taxi. The Orlando defense is all out of sorts and probably makes that one of the nicest finishes I think I've seen from taxi this year. Um, this year, I would say no. I was like, he's got some, he's got some pretty great. It, ones in the this one's up there year. though. The way he kind of curls that around the um, curls that around sort of the near post. He doesn't try to hit it long. I think it almost catches uh Gillespie. I think Gillespie sort of is showing that uh, all of that goal. Uh, to basically be like, hey, you know, go for the go for where there's more of the more of the goal. And he, that's where he maybe makes a save. And Taxi kind of looks up and says, I'm actually going to take this and bend this around you and, and sneak it into that near post. Um, so, by the way, Gillespie doesn't like playing D.C. United. I don't know if you saw my little uh, stat. He, he signed in 2020. D.C. didn't. And I'll read this stat. signed in 2020. D.C. did not play Orlando in 2020. But he has given up, I think, 86 goals. 12 of those have come against DC. 13, like almost 14% of all his goals given up in his time in Orlando from 2021 onward have been against DC United. So not not fun. Glesse, we make Glesse look very, very mortal um, when he comes and plays us. But nice goal. Um, anything else you want to add to that? Or uh, you, you can also jump right into the maybe the bad moment. I'm sorry. I gave you the bad moment. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's a, I was just going to say it's funny how Ruan is sort of finding a niche on this team that doesn't involve defending. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he has he's got two assists on the year. I just checked uh, foot mob has him at like a seven point something as a, as a season average uh, taxi. Great fan. As to what you said, it's sort of, and also very sort of a great jump into this game. Uh, striking first blood on the road is, is, is sort of what you always want to do. It changes the game 
uh, and makes the makes the home team get a little bit more uh, nervous. I think mm-hmm. more a little bit more aggressive in their efforts to 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 retake the uh, retake the lead. But uh, yeah, well, why don't why don't you why don't you give us the bad? <laughs> I'll get okay. I'll give you the bad. So the bad the bad I think from this game and probably the only player that I don't think had the strongest performance uh, was Lewis O'Brien, and he wins I think the unfortunate title yeah. of of sort of being responsible for the goal. Some people were were kind of blaming um. We're, we're blaming Miller on that. I don't think so. I mean, Miller plays that ball. No. He's in space. O'Brien has plenty of time. Uh, maybe someone doesn't quite yell man on or play the ball now, and he kind of gets caught. Uh, great, great tackle. I'm not sure the Orlando player played it. I was like, oh, that's a foul. Like, has to be. And then I look at the video. I'm like, nope, he got absolutely all of the ball and just absolutely uh, mugged uh, Lewis O'Brien there. Uh, they go down. I forget the goal score. I know it's like their draft pick who scores the goal. Uh, so an, an unfortunate sort of like unforced error type of goal, which, you know, is not something, you know, we talked about this team locking things down defensively. This is now, you know, since they've made this sort of defensive switch, um, you know, this is the now the second goal from the run of play they've given up. Um, so not not a good moment, I think, for this team to go down. Not a not an opportune uh not, not an opportune moment, especially when you just grab the lead and then to give it sort of right back and get the crowd, get the Orlando crowd back into it. So, um, yeah. And, and anything else you want to add about that, about that goal? Anything else I'm missing? I don't think we blame no, Tyler I think, at all, right? No, I think they said that's the third goal for the 20, he's a 2022 draft mm-hmm. uh, selection. First player to in that draft class to score three goals. It's about all we need to know about this guy. I think that's, that's the, and that's the last time we'll have to talk about, uh, any Orlando player doing something really super positive in this game. <laughs> exactly. Cause then DC really, uh, really kind of stepped on the game. I think it was kind of back and forth for a little bit. Um, there were some, there were certainly some, some opportunities for, for both sides. I would say Orlando kind of had a little bit more of the, of the, of the pace of the game. Um, I think I was kind of thinking like, all right, let's just get to halftime one, one, let's regroup. We can come out in the second half and, and really take it to them. And, and they weathered the storm, uh, Tyler Miller, again, I think had another really strong game and goal. Um, a couple really, really key saves to kind of keep this game, uh, to keep this game level. And and he's really becoming, um, and also really, uh, one thing I've noticed from him out of him, he's really, I, I get less nervous. Um, I get less nervous about him uh, when he is, uh, when he goes out and, and tries to make a play on the ball or tries to to make a clearance with that. I think he, was it this game or the, or the last game where he like literally receives the ball and kind of almost dummies the the attacker? I can't remember if that was against Montreal or if that was against uh, who Miller Miller. Yeah, I think that might have been against Montreal. It might be confusing, um, confusing thing. Our wins. You're you're getting all of our wins on the road mixed yeah, up. Yeah, no, it's hard. It's, to, it's, hard, it's, to hard to, it's hard to it's it's hard to keep up sometimes. Struggle. Um, but let's talk. I want to talk about uh, Donovan Pines, who I do remember in this game got the ball and literally broke the ankle of two Orlando defenders. That was that was a moment where I was kind of like, oh, he's never done that before. And so I don't know if he did that on purpose. I'm like, he absolutely did that on purpose. Absolutely did that on purpose. And uh, it was it was a nice play. And then he uh, <laughs> probably like. I think one of my favorite. I'm gonna go in and say probably one of my like not not necessarily the 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 best goal that DC has scored all year so far, but like one of my favorite goals this year because of just kind of the hilarity of it. Of I think everybody on Orlando was thinking corner kick. Let's make sure Benteke is marked. 
Let's make sure Benteke is marked. And they forget. There's clearly <laughs> nobody that's taller and better at co- better at headers on this team. Couldn't be. It would be almost physically impossible. Yeah, and then they forget about uh, <laughs> huge and tall Donovan Pines. And the one Orlando player realizes it before everybody else tries to step in front of him. But he's about five or six inches shorter. Tries to almost body, almost almost do like a basketball like charge. And try to like draw a foul, I think, on on Donovan Pines. And Donovan Pines, to his credit, just kind of like, you know, basically bumps him off, uh, doesn't really do much to to foul him, and then is basically left wide open. Header comes in, he buries it into the into the back of the net. Um, it's two one. Um, but I, I think really, I mean, he gets the game winning goal. Uh, in my mind, I mean, you can make an argument for several players being man of the match. My mind, he he was my man of the match in this game, um, just from a defensive standpoint. He's on, he's on the team of the week. He is on that. So clearly, you're not alone on that. Yeah, go game winning goals. Game game winning goals matter. So, Ceylon uh, fourteen says regarding Donovan's goal, it very much felt like when Neo begins to believe that he is the one. <laughs> you could see it was something rehearsed from training, but a celebration made it feel like even he thought it might not be possible. Yeah, I I, I said I said on I think I don't know where I said it. I said that he looked like and has a has a very strong I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, vibe that he just was so excited to score. Uh, we have to eat a little crow, right? We've talked over and over again this season about, you know, Donovan Pines is clearly at the bottom of the pecking order, and he and he was. It took injury and injury and injury to get to make it happen, but he has seized the job with both hands. He is, uh, to your point, you tweeted, I don't see him losing this spot. I don't either. Yeah. You know, Brendan Hines Ike has been out and injured and out and injured. Derek Williams is making a lot of money, but he's also been injured twice so far this season. So, uh, I think you probably just keep rolling with it. The The results have been pretty good. Now, you know, we've all seen the Dar- the Donovan Pines experience. Yes. There are there are oftentimes short runs of extreme competence where you think, oh, yeah, that's why this guy gets called up to the national team. And that's why this guy's this and this and this. So I'm, beware. Just just be aware is all I'm it's saying. Hard, it's, hard to, it, it's, it's hard to sometimes remember that he actually had a, he, his best, his, his last best run was 2021 right into that gold cup and he actually got a call onto the roster again it was an mls heavy roster so grain of salt but he very much uh very much sort of um pushed himself into the lineup i think uh, dc strikes his pine was the player most broken by losada and he went to the bottom of the pecking order due to his there's a couple of people there that could be on that list of uh, most broken by losada it's a long it's a pretty long list very certainly but Emil Assad's on but it. that but that but that mo that uh that time in 2021, I mean, and also when DC also played a three back, a three back line, uh, he actually looked really good. And and I think, I think a three back line, I think might actually be what kind of helps and, and sort of serves pines a little bit better and might actually maybe mask some of the mistakes when he has to be sort of in a two man back line. There's a lot more responsibility that's involved. Um, when a th- Which is funny because one of his worst mistakes he ever made is in a three lane, three man like back line. Fair. And he had said, I've never played it before when it <laughs> happened and they had given him no. So I, I mean, he's had enough time now in the system. Yeah. Like I, obviously now I think at this point, his tactical ability is a lot better, but uh, regardless, you know, uh, it's a, a question asked in here in the open cup, does pines or burn bomb get the start? Uh, I, I think the challenge is continues to be. There is not a lot of depth in center back. I think Hayden Sargis might get a start. I think he will definitely get um, a start. Matai Akamboni could probably get a start. He's is he with the U17s? He's back. He's back. Okay. He was he was in he was in Orlando on the bench, so he's available. Yep. 
yeah. So it's possible. I, I think one of those players could start, but they might want to keep him healthy. Yeah, I think you could see one. I, I mean, we all know Birnbaum's history with early games in the Open Cup, <laughs> and, uh, and and, and <laughs> watch it, Wayne, and and what happens. So I mean, I think there'll be some communication there. I I think you could see. I think you could see Pines and Sar just start. Maybe you see Pines and Akinboni. I mean, Wayne's had no trouble going to Akinboni, so I think you could see him. Um, could see him start there. Uh, we'll maybe get into a little bit of who, who we maybe expect in the uh, in the in in the lineup for the Open Cup, maybe coming up in in a later segment. But um, let's get to the probably I would say like from a technical aspect, probably the best goal of the night. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> um, I can't even remember. Like I can't even. I, I might have been looking down on my phone. I can't remember how it happens. All I remember is. Um, is the ball kind of be pinging up in the air? I think there were a couple of headers. I think it was off. It was off a set play, if I remember correctly. And the ball just kind of falls, and you just kind of watch this this situation in kind of slow motion, where Benteke has the ball. He's surrounded by like three Orlando defenders. He completely just they all just kind of like either back off or he bodies them off, and then he does this just unbelievable. I mean, best way I can describe it is a world class turn. Fires it into the back of the net, three one, and at that point you're thinking, I mean, this team, I mean, barring something crazy happening, I mean, this team has sewn up three points, and they almost gave up. A, there was almost a, maybe a second goal they kind of could have given up there. Um, some excellent saves from Miller, but um, yeah, just a, I think that is the type of that's the Benteke we've been promised, and hope to see. I mean, that's even more than yeah. that. I think that 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 was a that was a little. Yoga Benito situation that I don't think we, he almost the close control off the first touch was great. He almost pushed the ball too far. It looked like he was going to push it away too far from himself mm-hmm. and he's still able to get his foot around the ball. I think that that was, I don't think he's going to score a nicer goal while he's here. I feel like the ceiling has been set now. I think it's this and that's fine. That's great. I love that. It was the, uh, the uh, embellishment, the gold star at the end of this game uh, or at the end of this uh, sort of Orlando beatdown. And again, it is just so funny you know, fast forwarding to the end, there's no fan base on Twitter that's more annoying than the Orlando one. Oh, I, I, it's wild. They haven't been around that long. I, I, if you or your company would like to advertise on United 96, please email producer Brian at brian at rfkrefugees.com. I can promise you only the most electric live reads you've ever heard. And for a small nominal fee, I promise I won't make any references to Zoltan Stieber in the copy. Back to the show. I absolutely revel. I revel in the fact that when we beat them, I absolutely love going out and beating Orlando. Um, I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> they still do. I mean, I mean, I, I'm going to talk about this. You remember, you remember the early, was it late, early 2010s, like, you know, the 2011, 2012, when everybody was doing the YSA Chan and that was a whole big deal. Orlando just kind of sort of sat in and said, uh, we're going to bring this back. We, we, we think it hasn't gotten its due and every other MLS fan base is like, no, no, no. Like we, we've been there. Don't do it. It's, it's not. And actually, I mean, it, it, there are a lot of people that like have to listen a little bit to kind of understand it. And they think it sounds like, uh, the, the homophobic chant that everybody talks about. I got reamed pretty hard when I said, hey, is that the chant? I remember and, that. Yeah. And then I was like, and then they're like, oh, it's the YSA chant. I'm like, oh, we all cool. That was all agreed upon that that was a stupid chant and we shouldn't even really be doing it. It's crazy. It's not like that was a huge, like I remember that being a huge, huge deal amongst fan circles. There were campaigns to try to stop it. 
front offices mm-hmm. went out and they were like, hey, stop doing this chant. You know, hey, we'll, we'll help you out with something. Just please, we, we can't have this chant anymore. TV networks are complaining. Uh, things have changed because no one seems to bat an eye at this chant anymore. So, but otherwise, I think it's stupid. Orlando fans, please, please stop it. It's a dumb chant. And just we should just stop it. It's it's not interesting. It's not creative. It's not it's not it's not fun. Listen, if Orlando wants to look and sound like someone that's living in the year 2012 in the year 2023, that's their option. They can certainly do that. They can be the they can be the object of scorn and ridicule, as most things in Orlando are. So I think it's fine. I, I you know, be be dumb. That's fine. Is uh, any question is Orlando DC United? Yeah. Is it a rivalry in the East? No. No, no, it's not you, because we own them. So it's not really a rivalry until it's a little way back. I mean, they, they've had some games against us. I mean, we had the, they, I mean, there've been a lot of moments. I mean, and I feel like this team, like uh, among the teams that we have played, we have shared more moments. Like we talk about the Rooney, the yeah. Rooney goal. The, the DK, movements are us scoring goals. On well, Daryl DK also, and they, I think someone brought up in the chat asking what game in 2021, it was the road game in 2021 with Daryl DK scoring in the last minute um, to, to beat, dc um on the road i was at that game it was not not a fun not a fun result um but in all honesty like i i think if this team if this team gets a three-game playoff series with orlando we could see some sparks flying between teams and um i think this is this is a potential naturally developing rivalry sort of on the on the realms we also like we also own new york and people still called that a rivalry like we owned them for years like even when we were bad we would always go out and beat them so i mean it's kind of similar right now in a ways and and even now you know so i think we're definitely their boogeyman but i i think it's a just i would say just just stay tuned to this i think we need a couple more moments maybe a couple more incidents and maybe we have a we have actual like naturally developing rivalry, not something forced upon by MLS. They really want to make DC and Philly, and it's like, no, it's never close. Yeah, that, we've got a we've got a big stretch to to narrow for that to happen. Uh, Andy Nahar comes back, plays thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's getting closer and closer. I think the question was asked in uh, the midweek if he was in a start, and Wayne was like, no, basically. Does he? Uh, do Pedro Santos. Do you think he starts in the Open Cup? No, I wouldn't do that. I would think I'd give him another 45 minutes maybe, here. Yeah. Maybe he could start and go 45. That's possible. But yeah. Um, Pedro Santos is, I for now, our new left back yeah. <laughs> going forward. Or that's that's going to be, he's going to, provided he stays healthy, that's where he's going to be. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to say, and uh, Yamil Assad has looked uh, useful these last two games. I'm very happy to see it, particularly that. Uh, we're going to need game. him now because he plays the left side and we need uh, we need left wingers. So but I, I wanted to mention Pedro Santos, sort of, I think, the other player who, who does who do, didn't show up on the score sheet, who was excellent in this game. And I think because of this game, this is why I'm looking at the at the Jazzy news and I'm like, Santos has been pretty good. I'm if, if we end up losing Jazzy and we have to go find somebody else in the summer, I think we can manage till the summer um, on Pedro Santos, despite the fact he's 34. Um, I think we've got some depth. A young buck, a young, a young, young man at 34. Yeah. He's a spring chicken. Yeah, but he, but I, I, he's, he's, he played really well in this game. And I think the three, five, two definitely suits, uh, suits a wing back in a lot of ways. And I think it'll, uh, I think we'll see something good out of him. So I'm, I'm, I was, I was very impressed with his performance in this game. Let's uh, talk about the, the player who's going to potentially compete with you aside for minutes uh, and the left wing. Yeah. Christian D- Dijomi, I'm assuming is how you pronounce it. 
Who knows? He's not even on he's, the contract's not even signed. We don't have to learn it yet. By the way, uh, speaking of this trade, so he is from the Vancouver Whitecats. Julian Gressel just tweeted, uh, those flashbacks just hit hard when I saw the trade between Vancouver and D.C. (laughs) Shut up, Gressel. Get over it. You're in a better place. Vancouver is beautiful. You got to play in the Champions League, buddy. What are you talking about, man? Yeah. Be quiet. Yeah. Uh, Christian Jacomi, uh, for allocation money, will remain to be seen what that allocation money is. He played at Atletico Nacional. Uh, he's a winger slash wingback, right side or left side. I've seen him kind of play all the way around, so he does have a little bit of a utility function. Uh, 17 goals, uh, 12 appearances. Uh, assist. uh, sorry, assists. 12 assists and 103. 103 for Vancouver. I'm assuming that's where you pulled that from. Yep. yep. So, I mean, that's not a bad strike rate for a winger and he certainly seems like he's gotten his minutes reduced so i think he's definitely due uh due for maybe a a, a reset or a refresh yeah he was playing left back mostly for vancouver so that that and that's that will hurt your offensive performance uh the additional note his salary is about seven hundred fifty thousand, so about one rival morrison mm-hmm. and he's under contract until the end of next year and i think i wanted to point out that martin rodriguez contract expires at the end of this year coming off of an ACL. And if you follow him I'm on Instagram, I think he misses home a lot. Like all he posts are like videos of when he played in Chile. <laughs> so I think he's, I think he's, I think he may be looking back home uh, after this year. Tough to get another contract after an ACL uh, with the same team. Ask uh, Felipe, ask any number of players that uh, have to go somewhere else to prove it. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I, I I'm, I'm, I am pleased with this. Sitting Pat was the only thing they couldn't do. And, and Wayne said in the press conference that there have been multiple players that they were in on. They were told were available. They approached mm-hmm. them on and then they like, oh, nope, never mind. Yeah. So can't do it. I, I think also I think there was some um, maybe some pushing with the uh, y- again, we talk about the salary cap. We talk about the the cap against and the the salary cap for the team, the international slots who they could go out and get. This definitely feels like maybe this was a fallback. I also don't put it past them to be sure. like, maybe they were already sort of looking at this and saying like, and then maybe they pulled the trigger on trading for Vancouver once Jazzy. Maybe that was kind of like a last minute, like, okay, we actually, we, maybe we, we thought about this guy in the summer. Maybe we want to see how Mo, uh, it's not working out for Mo. By the way, very interesting, very interesting. I, I want to bring this up as an interesting comparison. So is F brief, mm-hmm. uh, F brief, Brief uh, FB, FB ref. ref. Thank you. I forget how to pronounce that. Uh, stats. He is compared to Christian Ro- Christian Roldan, which if you I saw that seventh most. Yeah, seventh most. Which if you know, if you know, is a player that a lot of uh, now again, it's a lot of it has to do with this contract. He's not on a whole lot of contract. He has the uh, I don't know what's the velocity. I can think of like a player, like a big time player in a salary cap league who like clearly takes less money because they want to keep the team as competitive as possible. I think Tom Brady did that for a little bit. Like he clearly like took less money because it was more important to him to have a better team around him. Um, big mm-hmm. thing about Christian Ron. So not necessarily the same with, uh, with, with Dijomi, but uh, compared to him and he's a player, Christian Rodon is a player that a lot of like every single MLS executive talks about how much they want him and how much they, like he is the player like they, that most of them want to build around. Um, so uh, as a versus uh, attacking wing and mid wings, uh, attacking wings, and midfielders um he's okay with i guess sort of the passing uh his goals and maybe his expected assists aren't that great um his defensive skills are pretty good which makes me think like in a 3-5-2 he could be a very effective wingback i don't know what vancouver played when he played left back 
but if he's playing sort of further down the pecking order, playing a wing back in a three five two is very different from playing a wing back in a four four two because you're basically have that entire left side, you know, to your discretion. You can push up, you can push back. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of wing backs in a three five two for a decent edit, Brad Smith made his first appearance. Uh, for Houston Dynamo this past weekend. So congrats to Brad for speaking of another player who had an ACL and had to go find another team to prove it. Uh, he's back on the field, so good for him. So we'll see uh, how this shakes out. And I wonder, too, how quickly he gets integrated, how 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 quickly he's thrown in the, in the fire. I bet you that uh, if Santos has another good game, I think it'll be, I think it'll, they'll be able to mix him in versus Lewis O'Brien getting here. And they're like, you start, you play every game, you play 90 minutes. We only got you till July, buddy. By the way, I'll, I'll yep. be very, I'll laugh very hard if Lewis O'Brien be like, wow, they're just going to, they're going to milk Lewis O'Brien for every single game they can if he plays against Richmond. <laughs> like, it's like, we only oh, got yes, you. That would be hilarious. Good point. I bet you they, I want that now. I really want that a lot. Yeah. I'll be curious. I'll be curious to Cap- see the mix of the lineup. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun a fun Wednesday to try to. Let's talk about that now. I think that's a good. I think that's a good that's last good. last place to hit. Anything else we want to hit on on the game, or do you think we've we pretty much covered no, it? We we did it. We uh, so uh, you know two games on the bounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the game on Wednesday, which we're about, which we're about to talk about here, yep. and then we got uh, um, and- Saturday against uh, Charlotte FC. So Charlotte Polish the Polish connection over in Charlotte in Charlotte. Uh, uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, the winger that's that's giving all the assists to Sudorski. Yeah, well, they did, uh, it's going to be interesting. They just made a trade too. They just traded their one of their strikers um, to RSL. Um, I forget. I think it was one of their one of their big time strikers, Shinjaseki. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, uh, okay. they've well, yeah that's... they've traded Andre Shinjaseki for Charlotte from Charlotte FC in exchange for winger Justin Miram. There's got to be some alli- there's got to be some allocation money thrown into that. Um, it seems like a very, very lopsided. Maybe it's one of maybe it'll be like the trade that <laughs> it'll be like Andrew Shinashiki to uh, RSL for a million in allocation money. Um, we should also mention too that DC is apparently also interested in acquiring a, a striker from the USL Championship. So Dane Kelly or Deshaun Brown, the remix. There, if you if you've been a DC United fan for a while, the USL Championship striker as a midseason backup is. A well, it's a well-worn path, <laughs> and never. But honestly, the body is needed. Christian Benteke is it as a pure nine. So this is just. Uh, there are certain Loud United podcasts uh, that are on our network that are very, very afraid uh, about uh, DC United potentially poaching a Loud United player, Zach Ryan, who scored six goals already this season, or five goals, six goals this season as a replacement. I, I think they're going to be looking uh, I, I, I was trying to maybe look through the uh, uh, USL championship like stats to find a a Christian Benteke, very very light version of Christian Benteke. <laughs> Jonathan Benteke. Yeah, that, that would be funny, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> Bring him <yeah>. back. <laughs> have his brother back up. Oh man. Um, but I mean, I think I think that's maybe, that seems to be maybe the avenue they're kind of looking for is that type of player. Uh, to back up Christian Bateke because they don't have that right now. They got you know, Miguel Berry's gone and Rod- Nigel Roberta is currently injured. So we'll remain to be seen about that. Maybe we'll have something drop before we before we sign off today um, about that. Um, but let's uh, let's get to the Open Cup game. Uh, first, let's talk about the the biggest story I think that's been covering all these Open Cup games is uh, will the games be streamed and will we actually be able to watch them? Uh, as, as has been mentioned, I don't know if we talked about it on the show. ESPN deal is no more. Uh, Turner owns all the rights to the U.S., including the Open Cup. Um, obviously, 
the financial reason, the financial strain that's been on the Federation. They've rolled back a lot of their coverage now. Uh, they produced, if you're talking about, you know, if you looked at those games last year, those games were all produced by U.S. Soccer. And then they just, ESPN told them where to send the feed to, basically. And then they sent the feed there. And that's, and it popped up on the stream. Um, so they've rolled back a lot of that production. They only announced eight games that they have, a, that they will announce at the weekend. DC United Richmond kickers was not on the list. Uh, they were sort of going down the list. You know, other teams have sort of been announcing, um, right now as, as of midday Monday, DC was the only MLS team hosting that had not announced a stream. Colorado announced the stream. Um, I can't even, uh, Colorado was the big one for me. I was like, if they're streaming this, we should stream this. It's freaking Colorado. They're going to hold. They're going to hold out until you can no longer buy tickets from DCUnited.com. And then they'll be like, uh, we have decided to stream the match. You can now, if you, if you're not going to make it to the stadium, you can watch it on TV. That's my secret. That's my, that's my, uh, conspiracy thought about what's going to happen. I'll be there. So I don't really care, but uh, to me, that's just me and I, 600 I, of my closest not, friends. I do not, I do not agree that it would create, it would sell you, such an an amount of like an extra ticket that it would just be worth it just to tell people, Hey, we're streaming the game. I, I really, I just, I don't, I don't think, I just don't think that you're already giving it away. It's a free game for season ticket holders. So season ticket holders, you know, know whether they're going or not. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't agree with you that it's an effective way to actually sell. Maybe, maybe somebody in the room thinks that, but this just seems like a not enough people care. Yeah, some some weirdos on Twitter and and this podcast guy who emails me asking me might care. Yeah, uh, that's why it's not doing it. They're just doing it to spite yeah, you. Probably, uh, probably. Maybe, DC maybe Striker Nine has it. The golf says the Do- by the way, it's Dahomey. Dahomey. Three hundred fifty k gam. Take it every time. Take great, it. great trade. Take it. Great trade. Spend spend that fake money. <laughs> great trade. Um, great trade, in my opinion. But I mean, I, I think going back to the conversation, I mean, this is. I think this is something you do for your fans. This is, this is like a bare minimum expectation. What also I don't understand is like you like, and this is what I was getting at. And you kind of pointed out like, oh, the kid is plugging the laptop. I get that. But like they you tweeted I it, tweeted it. <laughs> but yes, I did tweet it. But I was mainly saying like the biggest, the bigger overarching point here is like they're going to have cameras there filming the game because they have to they have to do replays, show the video board in the stands. Like maybe they just don't show it, but I can't imagine like why you would do that. So they're going to be like showing that anyway. Why wouldn't you just like figure out a way to get it up on a, on a YouTube live stream? Like, is that really like such a financial burden that you couldn't? What if they don't have replays? Uh, We'll see if I get to the game. If if there are cameras shooting that game, I'm going to be much, much more upset. The game is available for radio. You can listen to it on radio. So you're not completely shut out. It's better than nothing. But it's the year is 1920. <laughs> Everyone is huddled <laughs> or, around a or radio you're the, or you're the Sunderland fan and Sunderland till I die. Who's listening on the radio. I don't know if you like you saw that show, but there was like literally a guy who was making tea and like listening on the radio. And it was just like, wow, soccer is a soccer is a not a radio sport. <laughs> it's not soccer, soccer and hockey. The worst radio sports, football and baseball. Very good. Very good radio sports. The speed of. I pity Dave. Dave is calling it for radio, but I like to watch him on the TV and it feels it feels sort of uh, the same. Yeah, <laughs> it does not feel. But I, I have remembered listening to bad radio broadcasts of DC United games in the past, uh, and it was just 
just very <laughs> I don't know how to explain well, it. The theater of the mind was not was not functional. Well, was not was not good. Well, part part of the reason I'm kind of I kind of like the it, it, it description. Like you know, you listen to I, I always got upset. Because when I would listen to the, I think it was like the Champions League games when they were on Fox and they had them on Sirius XM and I'd be kind of driving around or something like that, trying to listen to them. And it's like they take the TV broadcast, which the person assumes you can see. So they might like do some basically they're doing player identification. They're like just making sure that, you know, so that's what they say, like Bateke to taxi to this to that, whereas a radio person is actually going to try to describe it. Mateke plays it across the field to the right, to the left wing for taxi taxi plays it back to the center circle for click. Like you're going to get more description out of that. So I think the fact that it is at least made for radio might make it a little better. You can maybe visualize it a little bit, but still, um, yeah, not a, not an ideal situation. It's better than nothing. Um, I think the only answer I have is if you can make it the game and, and you can go come, it's going to be a fun time. You you basically can probably sit anywhere in the stadium. There's not going to be a lot of people there. You can pick your seat. No one no one's going to care. Uh, and come join me up in the in the in the in the Richmond supporters. I guarantee you, we do not bite. Don't do that. Most of, do most that. of the people there are DC fans. By the way, John, you should come up and say hi. I'm I'm no. going to be. I'm going. To, they're going to sequester me. So I need you to come up and say hi to me. I will I will yell at you from the bottom of the section <laughs> saying release release my man and if not then have some stickers I'll bring some st- I'll just throw I'll just, just throw stickers, stickers at them <laughs> yeah uh fun times fun times all right um I uh, say it was a DC radio play by play is an art there aren't many uh, and there aren't many artists, artists. I, I tell you Dave Johnson is that one I've I've listened I think I was coming late and I actually I pulled up the game. Because I was going to be late being able to watch it. And I listened to it on the radio. And Dave gives a pretty good description of it. So I re- I'm realizing now, or I kind of realized at the start, but now since we're ending, I'm realizing that the wide shot in this now has my vacuum and all of the trash and detritus that is usually hidden. So I'm going to have to straighten up <laughs> before before next week's show. I don't like this. You don't like you guys are in my you guys are in my basement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's fine. usually much narrower. It's fine. That's why you just go, I just go in front of a wall and I hang up stuff on the wall so you can't see how bad it looks. I could if I if I did that here, you would see a picture of a signed autograph of Luciano Acosta, Bill Hamid and a and a Rooney jersey. I could do that. I could spin it around. Spin it around. Do it. Get something behind you. Get like a green screen. I don't know. Do something. All right, folks. I think that's uh, going to do it. You got anything else you wanted to drop or any other news? I don't. We're going to have a, uh, for sure, verified. Well, I don't want to verify it. Never mind. <laughs> we might have more interviews this week. Uh, we might not. Uh, if not, you're just stuck with the two of us talking our talking our stuff. Thank you for joining the show, even if maybe you thought you were going to listen to somebody else tonight. Yeah, we appreciate you sticking around. Enjoying the show. Come see me. I promise we'll be, we'll be nice to you. Come see me in, 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 the, in the Richmond section. We're nice people. We're all, we're all, mostly all of us are all DC fans, too, so... Once DC United gets up two or three nothing, we all go. Everybody go up and see play. <laughs> once, once, once that happens. Fair enough. All right, folks. I think. Uh, oh, here. By the way, also. Uh, sorry, we're reading this live from Stephen Golf. Whitecaps will receive another two hundred K in twenty twenty five if uh, Dahomey, I think, is what they said. Now it is Dahomey yep. uh, hits certain performance thresholds. So could be fun. This is going to be like the Miguel. This is the Miguel Barry situation all over again. Yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. We'll take it. All right, folks. That's going to do it. Thank you guys so so much for listening. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos. 
Thanks again to our show sponsor, Monday Development, available to help you with all of your real estate needs. To get started on your next real estate investment, visit mondaydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com.